and welcome back to the Mystic Parlor Podcast. I'm Evelyn Zool, and today I have a guest, Laura Lawler, who is a wonderful friend, first and foremost, but also is someone that I've collaborated with doing sound baths. She's a talented sound healer, co-host of the Take Me to Your Dealer podcast, On her podcast, she dives deep into aliens, UFOs, government cover-ups, and other paranormal topics. She's a lover of all things weird and hopes to make contact herself one day. So welcome to the parlor, Laura. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's truly a pleasure. Yes, so full (laughs) disclosure, we are friends. (laughs) No pun intended. In real life. and. Most of our hangouts end in conversations of UFOs, aliens, and shitty things that the government does. Right. I would say nine times out of ten, when we're, you know, in a social setting, we usually are the ones that kind of veer off and, you know, talk ad nauseum about all this stuff, and everyone else is kind of like off doing their own thing. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Do you guys want to talk about something else Right. No, no. (laughs) We got to keep going. We got to figure it out. Did you hear? (laughs) Um, so it's going to be fun today. We're going to talk about all of the alien disclosure that's been going on because we are in the wildest times right now. This is the time to be alive, folks. So if you're on the verge, just wait because there's (laughs) so much disclosure happening that you don't want to miss. Right. Um, there are programs being unveiled, uh, UFO crashes that are coming to surface, mm. and we're gonna talk about all of it. That all of it, all the stuff that's been popping on the media and the mainstream culture with regards to aliens, um, secrets revealed, and then also I'm gonna just jump in here and there with some astrological oh, right. insights into that because. The timeline for these things coming out is very synchronistic with the cosmic shifts. Seems to be on purpose. Yes, exactly. That's cool. Um, So tell me, Laura, about your fascination, your history a bit, your podcast as well. Yeah, cool. Um, So I've always, always been interested in... UFOs, aliens, like as a kid, like I wasn't playing with Barbies and stuff, you know, I was like playing with little, little green men and like army (laughs) figures, you know, (laughs) kind of like pretending that there were like alien crashes happening and like the army was coming. Like I knew about all this stuff, like as a kid, it always was like super interesting to me. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, kind of in the past few years, um, it's just, become more of an obsession, especially with all of this disclosure stuff and, you know, the the government kind of being a little bit more transparent, you know, quote unquote, I will kind of reserve total belief that they're truly being transparent um, until basically I see an alien with my own eyes because I don't know what their their whole goal is, but we can get into that a little bit later. Um, yeah, and so my friend uh, Talia and I, who uh, so Talia is my co-host for Take Me to Your Dealer, uh, we just decided that this you know needed to be talked about. I know we're not you know 
the only ones talking about it, but I think the more voices, especially the more uh, like female voices that talk about this are just super important. You know, there's really not, not a ton of women um, discussing this topic. So I think that, you know, that's, that's definitely important to, you know, women can be fucking nerds too, men. So. Mm-hmm. Are we swearing today? Are we um, swearing today? I guess we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm very. Used, uh, you'll listen to my podcast. You'll see. I am very used to it that. Is so not safe I will. For work. I'll try to. I'll try to uh, <laughs> curb that a bit. <laughs> We're classy here on the Mystic Parlor. <laughs> yeah, not classy on Take Me to Your Dealer. <laughs> Jk. Um, so. What is the main thing going on right now? What's the hot hot button item? Yeah, yeah. So it's getting pretty intense. Um, So I guess we'll just start with uh, the most recent thing that's been happening that's been, you know, on everybody's radar here is this whistleblower um, named David Grush. So his story is really interesting. He kind of came out of nowhere, but he um, he's a former Air Force officer. He was working in intelligence um, for over a decade. Uh, he just recently, like within the past few weeks, um, has come out with, you know, all of this information about how there's a secret uh, UFO or UAP or NHI. I don't know. They're changing terms every day. It's hard to keep up. Uh, there, there's a secret program that is being illegally withheld from Congress uh, that is basically they are responsible for retrieving these vehicles that, that crash, these unidentified vehicles that are of non-human origin. Um, they've been retrieving these and basically trying to reverse engineer the technology um, so that we can use it for our own gain. So whether that's for war uh, and whether it's for, you know, anything else that we can think of, basically, we're working very hard to uh, figure out this tech, basically, and we've been keeping it a secret from, like, the main bodies of the of the government. So even, like, you know, you'd think, like, the government is, like, this all-encompassed thing. Like, everybody's in on the secrets. Not true. Like, there's secrets within mm-hmm. secrets within secrets. It's like a Russian doll. Like, it's so so deep and there's so many layers um and so many people will ask like how is that possible to keep such a huge secret from the public and from other government officials right yeah i mean it's on a need to know basis and look i mean we all know like the government is not past silencing people for good you know if there's too many questions asked like it's it's pretty scary it can get scary uh and I think the the goal of secrecy is above all else. However, you know, that seems to be changing in recent years. Um, we've gotten way more information, way more people have, have felt comfortable coming forward, um, you know, and there's just been undeniable proof and evidence that has come out. Um, so they're just finding it harder and harder to keep it under wraps. So this is kind of the biggest thing, though, that's come out is that, yes, there is a program and it's 100% illegal to have these programs that are being funded, you know, basically uh, the program's being funded under the guise of something else. I'm not sure exactly what they're like claiming they need the fund- funding for. But according to David Grush, it is not for what they're saying it is. It's for a UFO retrieval program. Um, so this is a big deal and it's a problem and, 
you know, the uh, the House Oversight Committee, they're meeting about it. They're going to plan, they're planning on having a hearing about it. And they've basically put in place, um, there's going to be punishment. So if people that are working on this program, you know, people that have any knowledge of this program, if they don't come forward within like, I think a month or two, uh, then all funding is halted. Um, and there's going to be real repercussions for it. So yeah, they're not screwing around. <laughs> when are they going to have that hearing? So there's not an exact date yet, um, but they are, they're planning it right now. So as of right now, I know that there's not an exact date, but it's, it is going to happen. Like everybody's very interested who works, you know, in the, the house oversight committee and, you know, people in Congress, like they're very interested in this. Like they want to know where their money's going. It's very right. important, you know? And then like, because didn't they just do a, uh, an audit like on the military? Well, Bernie just presented a bill to audit the military spending for oh. the first time ever. Whoa. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So I'm curious if these will all, all of these things will come to a head, you know, in the next couple of months and right. sort of para in parallel ways prove each other or mm. like just um, create a story or a plot line that is more credible for right. the people to understand of like, oh, yeah, well, there's what we just found so conveniently, $63 billion that was sent to Ukraine that oh. was not accounted right. for. Right, yeah. Like, how do you just lose $63 billion? Oh, well, we've lost billions before. Um yeah, I don't know how deep you want to get, but <laughs> how deep. much we want to digress. Oh, but yeah, we have definitely well, got time. Yeah, we have lost billions before, conveniently right before nine eleven. So true, true. It's uh, yeah, it's not. We don't, you know, we we can't put that past us to do that. And yeah, what's interesting about this particular thing though is that we have there has been um, acknowledgement of a program. It's called A Tip. It's like the Advanced Aeronautical. Um, I can't remember exactly what it stands for, but that's essentially like an investigation task force into UAPs and UFOs and, you know, non-human intelligence. So that was headed by this man, Lou Elizondo. Um, and so he's, you know, he's come forward. He's very vocal about the program and its activities. And I, I, it's no longer operational. Um but I think that maybe that was allowed to come forward to kind of like mask what is beneath the surface, what this guy David Grush is talking about. Oh. It's like way deeper. It's way possibly more sinister. So oh. I think that, you know, that was kind of like a distraction, a diversion. Like, hey, look over here. Yes, we do have a task force that's looking at stuff, but it's, you know, it's not mm -hmm. that serious. Like we just, you know, it's just like little investigations into like, you know, Farmer Joe calling about like a crop Mother circle balloons. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's advanced aerospace threat identification. Right. Okay. There you go. Yep. Which sounds more extreme than yeah. What is it? Arrow is the other one, isn't it? The oh. other organization that Grush is talking about, which is the All, All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Oh, okay. oh that's where they retrieve the that's anomalies. That's what it's actually called. Okay. So okay. like, there's actual programs already yeah. that are set up to identify and investigate anomalous mm. objects. Right, yeah. And NASA has been slowly uh, filtering out some videos here and there mm -hmm. of 
um, Air Force, Air Force uh, coming into contact with unidentified flying objects, and it's just like a trickle down effect. Mm -hmm. But Grush says that those videos that came out, you know, a couple years ago from all of those like Navy and like Air Force pilots and stuff, like that's just tip of the iceberg. Like the stuff that he's seen apparently is like. Mm way crazier way scarier like he says that there's crafts that are you know huge like inconceivably huge like you know like mothership type yeah. crafts and but things like we've that. heard of was the more famous one in the like early 2000s in arizona or was it late 90s in arizona they like the whole town saw. Oh, are you talking about the Phoenix Lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Phoenix Lights. It's that one was as large as a football field, right? Yes. they say, uh-huh. and that's like you can't even fathom what that would feel like or the experience inside of your body right. to see a football field sized flying object over your head. So scary. Yeah, and there's another story from one of these, um, you know, Navy pilots. Uh, of, you know, kind of hovering above the water. They were doing some kind of, like, uh, reconnaissance mission. And, um, you know, there's a pilot above, and then there's, like, a team below, like, in a submarine or something, like, kind of going under the water. And he had to radio in because he saw some kind of craft, like, slowly rise up out of the water, like, breach. And it was, like, he just said it was, like, huge like indescribably huge and it was coming like right for the submarine and then it just like as quickly as it came up it like started to go back down Mm -hmm. so that is just so scary to me Mm -hmm. like if I needed any more reason to not go into the ocean uh (laughs) well the ocean aliens that's a whole other oh yeah no that's my favorite that's my favorite but first why do we believe David Grush yeah you know it is very difficult with these people that come out um you know, just a few examples like Bob Lazar. Um, is he vindicated? I think he is. I think he is because, you know, David Grush is talking about what Bob Lazar was talking about back in, you know, the 80s and, and the 90s. Like this reverse engineering of craft, the secret programs, you know, the doing anything that they can to silence people that, you know, want to come forward. You know, Bob Lazar, it's just so unfair, his story, just to go into that a little bit for people that don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he claims to have worked basically in Area 51, and uh, he did research on some of these um, crafts that were recovered, and he was working on doing the reverse engineering. He went to MIT, um, but now when you look into him, his entire record is scrubbed. So it's like, it just shows that he never, you know, he didn't go to MIT, he didn't work, you know, at for NASA or, like, any of this, this stuff. And so oh. they just do what they can to, like, hmm. you know, they might not kill you, but they will kill you, they'll kill your identity, mm-hmm. basically, if yeah. you say too much. Um, and they okay so to piggyback off of that because I did an MK Ultra episode yeah, but yeah. also there's still more to be said about that but Always. in that there's a in the list of uh, goals or agendas for the MK Ultra pro- program was one of them was to discredit uh, discredit people oh, and yeah. and uh, disgrace their name essentially yes it's like Canceling. Was, Government was doing canceling way before uh, <laughs> the, the modern man. So, 
The queens of cancels. Yeah, they definitely started it all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a technique that they've, you know, mastered for sure. And, um, but I do think that the more that comes out, the more people that come forward, you know, the more Bob Lazar and other people that came out, you know, in the past uh, are vindicated. So, yeah, with David Grush, just why we believe him, I mean, he is a high-ranking official and he has a lot to lose, you know? It's like these people... They're not just, again, like these hillbilly, like farmer guys or like whatever that like drank too much in a field and they like are still partly credible. Hey, whatever, (laughs) you know, why not? I don't, you know, it's their truth. Who cares? But like, yeah, no, I mean, he has a lot to lose basically. So him coming forward with this is very, very important. Um, He also, you know, he did this initial interview with um, News Nation Mm -hmm. and since then, he's done one more. I think this this was like a couple days ago, actually. He did one more interview. I and didn't see it. Yeah. So now, I mean, it's, it's sort of the same. Um, but he's saying that since that initial interview, um, he's being threatened. Okay. So there have been threats. There have been, you know, knocks on the door, nobody there. You know, he does have this kind of feeling of being watched. Um, and he says that the the main reason why this is such a big deal, why they want to keep this like as under wraps as possible um, is because with this tech, if they successfully reverse engineer it, which, you know, there's speculation still on if they've successfully done it or if they're still kind of working on it and they haven't figured it out. Um, if they do successfully do it, our reliance on oil is done. Right. So that changes the entire dynamic of the world. Like the elites are done. Like the whole structure of just our dependence on foreign oil, like all wars done. You know what I mean? Like, so this is huge. If we successfully do that and like, there's just no need for oil anymore. It's yeah, it's it's a total shift that I think the elites and the super powerful people are not ready for. They don't want to give it up. Right, because these crafts run on basically gra- like zero-point gravity. Right. And it's anti-gravitational technology. So they basically like, I, you know, how I don't, I'm not going to pretend like I understand it at all, but it's basically like, yes, they are bending time and space around them. So they're mm-hmm. like not really moving. It's like matter is moving around them. Like that's how they travel. So they're able to travel the same way in the air as they are in the water. Um, So that's why you see them, yeah, in the water and coming in and out of the water and in the air, like so easily, so fluidly. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. So we wouldn't need gas. We wouldn't need gas. We wouldn't need oil. We wouldn't need windmills. No, none of it. We wouldn't need solar panels. No. If we had just, just had this one... Technology yeah. that the military has. Right, that we have and we may or may not have figured out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and it's also a race because we're not the only country that obviously has this problem. Like other countries um, have their own programs as well, according to Grush. Um, so, China does, Russia does. Um, apparently, China has made some breakthroughs. I, I don't know what his source is on that. Maybe what some kind? insider that works on the program. Yeah, like make has made breakthroughs on the tech and reverse engineering okay. and figuring it out. So, you mm-hmm. know, it is a race in that way too. Whoever does figure this out is going to be 
king of the world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's that's it. Do you think that the aliens are? Do you what? Do you think that this is like the aliens' way of? watching a survivor reality show unfold for us like they're like we're just gonna give each continent one clue yeah. and then one little taste one little see clue what they do. each see if they find it mm-hmm. see what they do with it and it's just their fun sort of monopoly game that they're playing yeah totally i mean that is one of the theories that yeah we're basically it's just basically like earth is a uh giant like petting zoo like observational kind of like petri dish that the aliens are observing and they're kind of like you know playing god with right so little guinea pigs yeah so that's that's for sure a possibility um i mean there's many many theories as to what's actually going on here um i don't know if you want to get into that or or if you want to talk about grush more let's talk about grush a little bit more just because there's um i'm sure well i'm sure we've heard a lot about it already at this point but there's always just so much more coming out like his credibility which I think is really important yeah and how more and more people like did you see Mark Rubio yeah recently well I didn't little re- Marco I don't really like the guy <laughs> no. and this is so this is what's interesting that I'm noticing is that it's bipartisan right this yeah is, um it's it's the great uniter it's the it is and that's what has always been was that quote you know like the one way to unite man and continents is to have one greater sort of enemy. Right, a common, yeah, a common, a common enemy. enemy. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of it. So the interesting thing is I'm noticing in myself listening to, yeah, different people who I normally would gag at. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, okay, shoot, I have to actually <laughs> yeah. listen to Mark Rubio right. talk about aliens because it's, yeah, it's not... Um, it's not just, it's not polarized yet. Right. Yet. I'm sure we'll find a way. I'm right. sure there's going to be, you know, people are going to be like racist against the aliens or like <laughs> there's definitely going to be just some kind of divide. Eventually, like sure. That, yeah, it's, it's, so I'm, I'm enjoying this sweet spot where like both sides can kind of entertain it equally. Like when COVID started. Yeah, right. Everyone was like, everybody was on together. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in this together. We're going to yeah. get through this. And then it all shit hit the fan. Yeah, basically, yeah. And here we Uh-oh, are. No first line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else about Grush? He's uh, only done one other interview. So he's only done two interviews mm-hmm. so far. And the first one he did was June 20th. Yeah, around yeah, June twentieth, June twenty second, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, which I think is interesting because to bring in the astrology a little bit, um, Pluto went retrograde in on June sixth, I believe. Okay, and then when Pluto went retrograde, let's see the June twentieth, it June eleventh is when Pluto went back into Capricorn, mm. and when that's the whole like shit getting turned up from below the surface of the United States power structure Mm. and how the United States is using its power to manipulate the dollar Mm. one and first and foremost, but also the Pluto and Capricorn in the second house of the United States is directly correlated with its use of oil because Pluto equals power. Mm. What is power? It's electricity, it's oil, it's all forms of energy and power. So what I think is really fascinating about all of the UFO disclosure is that it's not just about 
uh, every single aspect of our lives changing, but also for the United States, like they have a direct um, benefit for keeping it under wraps or not letting this information out to control the power source. Oh, yeah. In, in the literal sense. So when that comes out too, with Pluto going retrograde is that phase where essentially all the shadows become projected out. So every thing that we've been hiding, suppressing, uh, stuffing down is slowly coming up to the surface. Right. So right. the next few months while Pluto's retrograde through the United States chart in the second house in Capricorn, we're going to see so much more stuff come up. Wow. It's like end, end times, like mm. end days, um, game over for wow. the U.S. and like all of its tricky games that they're playing. So when you say that, though, is it more so it's like the U.S. is like standing as a world superpower? Like are we is are we witnessing now like our downfall, basically like our fall of Rome um, because we just can't? kind of keep a lid on all of this stuff like it's just bubbling over too much and the people are becoming too aware and and the people are becoming more powerful and it's just basically going to reach a tipping tipping point yeah crazy wow is there a time where this has happened before do you know um the fall of rome was during one of their pluto returns Wow. all of the pluto returns throughout history for any country has resulted in some sort of revolution or uprising wow that's incredible. Or a change in political structure. Mm. So because the Pluto is in the United States second house, which is literally money and power, yeah. um, it's going to change the way that we use, the way that we exchange between each other, mm. resources, and our relationship to money, which I've talked about so many times, but you know the transition from... Uh, physical financial assets to digital currency and how the United States is currently trying to push it, position itself in a way where it can still be the world currency, but through the digital currency. So there's like the digital global banking system, or I can't remember exact globe digital global DGBG, DGBD <laughs> is the uh, currency that they're currently trying to implement. And yeah, you'll see a lot of movement happening with banks throughout the next few months mm. in the financial sectors. I think like just Swiss Bank just came out or Deutsche Bank uh, just came out and saying that they're going to um, legitimize digital currency. And this just comes right, and then the, of course Bitcoin jumps to like thirty thousand. Yeah. This Which, just comes right after them basically poo pooing on it. And yeah, the SEC. right. I was I was gonna say that. You know, it's it's interesting how there was all of this talk of regulating it and, um, you know, basically ending it, squashing it. You know, like all of these exchanges are going under. There's so much happening in that world. That's you know, it seems to be. A, a big effort to suppress it and now it's like wait a minute actually we can control this you know and have mm-hmm. it basically be like how it's always been but now there's like an illusion of like control and the people on the people's part you right. know what I mean like right like as a social justice act to do yes to exchange your dollars into cryptocurrency yes yes <laughs> so we'll give you that illusion of control but don't forget who really wears the pants Which you know is 
one of the, you know, the United States is what the United States, not just the United States, but after they adopted, of course, all of the Nazi scientists and propagandists has become one of the biggest misinformation propaganda machines oh, yeah. in the world. Right. We're so good at it. Which is where a lot of the black money goes to in the military mm-hmm. and the black budget. Right. Um, which is how they've suppressed UFO information for so long. Right. Yeah, it's been ongoing, you know. I mean, they. I think once this first started um, kind of popping up on the government's radar, you know, back early, early days, you know, and, and really around, like, World War II is when it, it really started popping off, you know, and around then was, like, Roswell and all of that, of course, like, you know, that famous case. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just as soon as this has started is basically when we've been trying to put a lid on it, you know. Right. And Grush, actually, just to go back to Grush, like, he does talk about how, you know, one of the first retrieval cases happened in Italy under Mussolini. So, I did not know that. yeah, I mean, obviously, during that time, everybody was on super high alert, right? You know, watching the skies. Is there about to be a bombing? What's happening? Hmm. Um, so Mussolini and, you know, his his government, they observed a, a crash and uh, they retrieved it. They got the Vatican involved for oh, some reason. Okay. I think that, um, you know, <laughs> like, it was obviously... What do we do? Yeah, what Priest. do we do here? I think that it was definitely a test of faith here. So the Vatican got involved The uh, and they actually did communicate with the U.S. because they wanted to know, is this was this you guys? Mm. And we denied it. Um, and this, you know, so this kind of like unspoken agreement has been going on ever since of like, you know, countries kind of talking to each other, like, you know, we need to acknowledge that like, if there's an unidentified craft, it's an unidentified craft. Like we can't just assume that it's, you know, one of us and we're just like lying about it, you know? So there's been like treaties signed, treaties signed and stuff. Like I I think uh, during the cold war, like Nixon, um, signed a treaty with the USSR, you know, basically acknowledging that yes, there are unidentified, objects and we don't know where they're from but you know i know it's not you and you know it's not me so let's just you know kind of keep that that's huge which is huge so incredible which should have been maybe well i know for skeptics and it well you know i think we are all a little skeptical i think every single person has a certain level of skepticism in them so it's not like who you are as a person however i think um for a lot of us people and who have like a higher level of skepticism need tangible physical hard evidence for anything to be real and that's been the hardest thing for all of this which is I think a lot of the arguments against Grush Mm. currently is like well where is it right why aren't you showing pictures why don't you show us a piece of material why don't you give us something well, you know, it's interesting because oftentimes that doesn't even do it. You know, going back to the Roswell case, like there was physical evidence of a craft, you know, there um, there was material retrieved. And it's just crazy because, you know, the government and the, the local paper at the time, actually, they put out an official statement calling it a downed, unidentified craft. They referred to it as that. And then literally the next day they they pulled it, they yanked it and changed their story to 
a weather balloon. So that's where mm-hmm. the infamous, you know, weather balloon kind mm-hmm. of story comes from. Um, and they totally discredited the guy who, you know, collected the materials and, you know, had pictures of it and everything. They're just like, no, like this is like a, a school project. Like it's clearly <laughs> like, you know, rubber bands and uh, foil and just, you know, yeah. man-made objects. Like Easy. you're you're a fool. You, know? Obviously. you can't see that. Right. So, you know, even if there is hard evidence, like we are very good at, you know, keeping the illusion alive and basically confusing the situation and confusing perspectives. And, you know, especially now in this day and age, everything is digital, everything, nothing's tangible. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, and especially with like AI come in, I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm gone like a whole tangent with this, but it's like, what is real? Right. Aren't we Mm kind of dealing with that question now, like more than ever, like what is real? What can we believe? everything's online that's like where we get all of our information right that's that's our newspaper um so we see a story we see images we see videos um how do we know how do we know how do we vet that right so it is going to become harder and harder i think these days to really believe what's going on um and I don't know. You, I really just think what needs to happen is a craft needs to like touch down in Times Square or something with like mm-hmm. millions of people there watching and literally like a take me to your leader kind of situation, right? So that makes it even, I'm going to bring up something, a counter to this. That's going to make it even more complicated. Go on. Project Bluebeam. Oh, right. Yes. So Project Bluebeam is this notorious program that is testing holograms and projecting sound waves, audio waves, visual waves into the sky to, and also just into the atmosphere, but also into the human biorhythm mm. to test and see how these waves affect people and the environment and space. And so one of the um, for the listeners, uh, one of the theories is that Project Bluebeam is going to be used to project, you know, holograms of UFOs, spiritual entities, deities, as a way to harness our collective psyche mm. and persuade our beliefs and views for the purpose of whatever government entity wants us to believe so like right um it's a really great way to rally all divided people against ufos and aliens for instance because obviously they're we're not them or they're not us they're the only other other than you know the only other that we can have to to collectively bring us all together to identify each other with ourselves (laughs) yes yeah yeah exactly yeah no that's a very very good point that program um again you know not it's not 100 percent confirmed that that actually exists but i would definitely not put it past them to have a program like that and and be actively testing stuff like that right now um and yeah it makes total sense that that they want us to believe a certain thing. They want us all to kind of be geared towards a certain direction, um, a certain belief. And uh, yeah, they're going to do everything they can to make that a reality. They could project a UFO landing. Right. Make it seem so real. And then also beam thoughts 
and ideas into our heads mm. to make us think that we're being telepathically communicated with by right. aliens. Yeah. And yeah. it could say anything, right? So that actually is interesting. That's an interesting point about the, um, yeah, beaming the, the thoughts telepathically uh, because there is this famous story um, of these kids in Zimbabwe who saw a craft and interacted with beings. So I am wondering, you know, now if that was real or if that was possibly a Project Bluebeam test because the kids to this day, you know, you interview them now, it happened maybe like, um, I think like 30, 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you interview them to this day. Yes, it's clear as day. They saw a craft, it landed, they saw beings that, you know, kind of fit the gray description. Um and they communicated with them but telepathically. So thoughts mm-hmm. and ideas were put into their head. And it was basically something along the lines of, like, you know, you need to protect the earth. Like, you know, climate change is coming. Like, you need <laughs> to um, basically get this message out there that you as a species, like, need to take this seriously and take better care of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, again, not, like, spoken, not nothing tangible, nothing touched, like, all just in the mind, mm-hmm. right? So that is, that's, whether or not that's real, I don't know. Well, we have technology to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have technology to beam sounds into someone's brain. For sure. Um, Because we also have the technology to extract images from someone's brain Mm. just from the electrical um, activity that's going on in someone's brain. We also have technology, which is finally just confirmed, but we've had it for a long time, technology to beam radio waves into some through like concrete walls oh, yeah. and then generate like sonar visuals of people and like the whole interior of someone's right. house through yeah. the walls. Crazy. Through the Wi-Fi. Wow. Yeah. I remember that hologram they had of Tupac at Coachella. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was pretty wild. Yeah. (laughs) So the the idea is that like the first full contact will be a Project Bluebeam undertaking. Which is disappointing. You know, that is disappointing if that's actually what is going on. And it's, you know, just another means of like mass control, mass deception, you know, and it's not actual contact. It's not, you know, finding out the truth. Which could be another PSYOP. Yeah. PSYOP (laughs) upon PSYOP. Oh, God, I'm so sick of the PSYOPs. Yes, it is definitely possible that it could just all be a PSYOP. But And that's also just so boringly biblical. Yeah. Too, right? Like... The second coming is going to come, but first Mm. there's going to be an antichrist. Right. And you shouldn't believe the antichrist. Don't believe the first one. Believe the second one. Right. Kind of a thing. So I wonder, too, how many people who abide by that theory Mm -hmm. are also just susceptible to believing, you know, the antichrist Mm. story. For sure. As well. Or it just kind of, it's been implanted into our psyche so many times that... Because I find myself pulling biblical or Christian ideology and having that as a baseline for some of my belief, like plot lines or ideas or beliefs of how things happen. And then I have to like shake myself out of it and be like, no, 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 no. Right. That's a pre-programmed storyline 
like yeah. this one potentially could be of like, don't believe the first one. Don't believe the first coming. Believe the second coming. Yeah. The first one's going to try to trick you and imprison you and enslave you. Mm. And then the second one is the good guy. That's the true savior. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, it's it's the ultimate narrative. Yeah. You know? It's the ultimate human story. And I do think that shadowy figures, you know, take advantage of that. They take advantage of our humanity and our mm. shared, uh, you know, the collective unconscious, like, you know, yeah, implanting what they can, knowing that it will be received in a certain way because of our stories, because of our, you know, yes, the the Christian kind of background and, um, you know, just drawing everything, all of our life lessons from that kind of ideology, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned before we got on about another leaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, a few months ago, oh, there... I guess I just want to also, just in case... Go on. Today is June 29th in 2023. Just in case anyone wants a reference point oh, for yeah. where we are in time right, today, right, right now. <laughs> good, good call, <laughs> okay. good call. Um, yeah, so a few months ago, so yeah, like April, I think, uh, there was... A, an anonymous poster on 4chan, which like, okay, 4chan kind of has its own problems, but I don't know. Well, I guess if That's you fair. were a high-ranking government official, you know, you had all of this knowledge, but you were too afraid to come out, but it was like eating you up. You needed to come forward with it. You obviously would share it with the incels first. You would 100% share it with the incels and, you know, right <laughs> alongside the hentai porn. Yes. <laughs> They're the first ones that need to know this. Well, they're going to be the ones that save us, of course. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, he made this whole post and the, did this whole Q&A on 4chan uh, revealing a lot of information um, about UFOs and these, these programs and stuff. And so, he says that... Uh, most of the UFOs are unmanned, so they're just drones that are of non-Earth you know, Earth origin. Uh, and there is a huge underwater facility that keeps moving around. So it's like a mobile underwater facility that is building all of these crafts. So that implies that these beings are here on Earth, and they've been here on Earth, and, you know, that's terrifying. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so anything that gets near this facility, apparently we have tried investigating this. We've gotten close to it and we're evaporated immediately. Hmm. So it destroys anything that comes within like a certain range, hmm. uh, which actually made me start thinking about, you know, that that Titanic sub <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that just like imploded that whole crazy story. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I was like, oh, man, did they get, like, too close to the... They just got incinerated. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe. They were pretty um, far down. They were, I think, at, like, 3,500 feet. Yeah, no, it was, like, way deeper than they should have been, for yeah. sure. Like, the craft was not meant to be down there. But I am wondering, yeah, maybe they they got too close, mm. too close to the sun. Um, yeah, so this facility has been around for, for thousands of years. Um, it's... it's uh, it's uh, apparently like known by every country, like every kind of government is aware of this facility. And, and there also might be multiple, like it's not just maybe one, it's like multiple. Um, but this is just really a crazy 
idea because just to imply that the aliens are here on Earth and they've been here on Earth kind of changes the whole dynamic of like what we know as of aliens and UFOs and all this. It's like I really like this theory of them kind of being also human, but they broke away like during our evolutionary process we were, you know, all evolving as one thing. And then, you know, maybe as we were coming out of the water, they stayed in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a theory. It's like the breakaway civilization theory. And so they, you know, evolved and kind of did all, did all their thing, like (laughs) in the water while we're up on land. Right. Um, And that, you know, that would make sense. That would make sense as to why they're so interested in our nukes. Like, that is such a common occurrence with all these sightings is they're always around, you know, nuclear facilities and, you know, bombs. Like, they, they've, hmm. there have been reports of them disarming bombs. Right. And so the only reason I can think of that they would be wanting to do that is because they, it's, it's mutually assured destruction. Like, they, they don't want to be destroyed. If we destroy ourselves, you know, they're going to be destroyed. So, you know, they have the the will to live as well. So they're probably just like, hey, stop being idiots up there, you know, stop like playing with these these crazy things. And mm-hmm. uh yeah. And then they so they've existed for so long. But yeah, again, we've only kind of been seeing them recently. Um and it was all around the time of, you know, the atom bomb. Right. Like once that that whole thing started. So Which a lot of the testing gets done in the water. Oh too. yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of nuclear well, not, I don't think, no, not nuclear, but just bombs in general get tested in the water. They yeah. just blow them up in the water and also out here in the desert. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that would make sense too if there's like, if this traveling sisterhood of the mega <laughs> UFO yeah. the plant thing is like moving from ocean to ocean and it just happens to notice oh they're gonna do a test today Mm -hmm. maybe we should dislodge that yeah and so according to this guy also he he says that they make different kinds of craft so each craft has like a very unique function so that's why you have you know it's all the same but it's each craft has a different purpose. So that's why, you know, you see the V-shaped ones, you see the tic-tac ones, you know, the classic flying, mm-hmm. like the disc ones. Oh, um, mm-hmm. So they're all kind of meant to do something. So there's this guy I just heard about named Avi Loeb. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, he is on medium.com. He has his blog on there where he is documenting his search for... Um, UFO remnants in the ocean. Mm. So he started this project. I believe he's from Harvard. He's a scientist. Yeah. And he has been scraping the ocean this year. I think start he started this year. Crazy. And he is finding these little balls of magnetic, um, metallic material. Wow. They're little tiny balls, like about uh, maybe half inch. And he documents all the ones they find, and he's super uh, um, open and super transparent about the work that they're doing, which I think is really cool. Is it part of any, like, official 
or official like government agency or is it like he's just nope. doing it totally independently? I think he's doing it totally. I mean, funding. as far as I know, I think it's independent or wow. maybe it's through a research program through Harvard. I'm not okay. sure, but he it's be, basically they wanted to explore one. Uh, what would they call it? Not an asteroid. I don't know what they would call it. But a comet, I think, fell into the ocean, or they saw one, like an explosion. They call it one M I I M one, I believe. And like recently, this fell into the ocean. Yeah, I think in January. And so he he decided to go out and check the debris of that one comet to explore and understand the makeup and material of Mm. space but it's um he's just checking things out he also is interested in all of the um ufo the water ufos too the water ufo phenomenon which i think is very fascinating also i wasn't really to be honest though i wasn't really interested in water ufos like back in the day when i was younger yeah i don't know why yeah, I didn't really know a lot about it, you know. It wasn't um it just wasn't really kind of in the the public lexicon as much as, you know, yeah. the flying saucers, right? So I don't know. But why. it's crazy because and it makes way more sense that they would be in the water. I mean the we know more about the moon, right? And we know mm-hmm. more about like all the planets basically mm-hmm. than we know about our own the surface of the the you know Mariana's trench, like what's going on deep down there, right? So mm-hmm. and there's always like all of these really creepy recordings that come out from, you know, deep, uh, deep sea, like, you know, submarines will kind of place sensors to, you know, do some testing or whatever. And they always hear like, kind of like grinding, like machinery sounds. And there was one famous one where it sounded like a train or something. Like it was really crazy. And then like, uh, yeah, apparently, um, in the seventies actually, like, we officially, like the government, like we sent out this mission uh, to place sensors on the ocean floor uh, to detect anomalies because we had awareness of it. Um, and they did actually detect uh, some unknown submersible, like sub-like object that was moving insanely, insanely fast. Whoa. Yeah. So we have, that's kind of- In the in 70s? A, in the 70s, huh. yeah. So there's like of re- record of that, that, you know. Mm-hmm. we keep under wraps mm-hmm. yeah could so. be anything like they would say it wasn't like it can't move in any way or at that time would have moved in any way that any technology would be yeah. able to yeah that was before also you know like we were kind of aware of like the anti-gravitational propulsion so you know yeah it moving that fast underwater just like blew our minds you mm-hmm. know we have no idea. i mean it still does of course i mean we still don't see that every day um but right. now you know with everybody coming out we have like a little bit more of an understanding of how these things can move mm-hmm. um yeah scary stuff what do you think the next step is like do you think that well i have so many what do you think the next step is and then also do you think that there is a regulated and structured disclosure process that's happening mm. That's underway. Interesting. Yeah, so the next steps, um, I don't think there's any, like, one next step. I don't, you know, I, we're very sloppy, 
right? I mean, the government's very sloppy. Like, mm-hmm. they ch- have tried to keep things under wraps before, like you were saying, MK Ultra. you know, like, obviously that whole thing got mm-hmm. so messy. They were so messy with that. Uh, and just yep. many other things, you know, that have that have come out over the years with them. You know, they, they, they do not run that tight of a ship. Like, information right. comes out. People are people, and people like to talk, especially about you know, weird, crazy things that they're working on, you know? So I just think that there's going to be more and more whistleblowers that are coming out. I think that this hearing that is going to be scheduled soon um, is going to bring forward a lot of people kind of lurking lurking beneath the surface because I think they feel safer, possibly. Mm -hmm. You know, their safety in numbers, right? David Grush is like the... That he's the test kitten. Yeah. Like push him out like, okay, no, you do it and yeah, then see what happens. First. You go yeah. first. <laughs> I mean, apparently he's being threatened. You know, we got to protect him at all costs. I think that, you know, he needs to declare right now that he's not suicidal. Right. Um, <laughs> and so, but yeah, if he survives this, then I think that is going to encourage a lot more people to come out and then we're just going to get, you know, maybe a, a clearer picture of what mm-hmm. uh, is going on. Um I mean, people are speculating that there's going to be full disclosure in 2027. Mm, okay. So I don't know if you know anything astrologically about what's going on that year, but there there's certain reasons behind that date um, or that year, rather. Uh, NASA has said that there's an asteroid that's going to apparently hit us. It's not going to be like devastating apparently, but there is like that is projected that in hmm. 2027 there's going to be an asteroid. Um, hmm. Apparently there is a space lab that is under construction right now by Lockheed Martin, you know, those those old guys. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's apparently going to replace the ISS in 2027. Um, and then also that is possibly when like AI is going to be like fully Mm. integrated into everyday life mm-hmm. um so yeah 2027 just apparently is a big year you know if you like people in the community have been kind of speculating that that's when we're gonna get hmm. all of the information okay so well it seems like we're already kind of getting it yeah we so, are we're getting know? trickles we are getting trickles but yeah as far as like you know like Biden or like, you know, mm, just like it some, just being super normal. Right. Making like about. a state of the union address of like mm. my fellow Americans, like, yes, An like official, aliens which is are always, here. It's yeah. always like 10 years later and we're like, okay, grandpa, we yeah, know. Like, we've been with that. We've done that. Yeah. We've been talking about this for decades. <laughs> so it's like catching up. Right. Like, yeah. did you know when did you can send an email? Like, we're, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. Let's yeah. move on. What, what else? I mean, he won't be alive probably in 2027. No, he won't make it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, So have you, speaking of timelines, I just watched this uh, Elizabeth April video, which is this uh, channeler who actually lives out here in the desert. However, I don't know if she still does anymore, but it was kind of a... A little like cool. whispers when she moved here. Like, did you hear? Oh, amazing. Elizabeth April lives here. <laughs> <laughs> so Elizabeth April is this um, kind of, I guess, famous um, within the community yeah. channeler who uh, shares information from alien beings that 
give messages to humanity. And mm. she was talking about a timeline. And her the whole her whole thing is that she doesn't read the news. She's totally disconnected. She doesn't watch other channelers nice. or anything. Yeah. She just totally focuses on the messages that she gets or shares those. So, you know, that's what she says. Um, but apparently she's got timelines that sort of sync up with all these other people, too, that are channeling messages. And she was saying that by 2030, it'll be widely accepted. Mm. Like, we're all going to accept it. It's, you know, we get, you know, there's no question. There might be a small group of people who, you know, are the deniers but you know, there's always yeah, those always opposition who won't don't want to believe. <laughs> they just don't want to get on the train. Yeah. And then by 2050, it will be full alien human integration wow. on Earth. Wow. 2050. Oh my goodness, that is insane to think about. It's not that far away. No, it isn't. It's almost 25 years. Yeah. I mean, I have a 10 month old baby and yeah so <laughs> when She'll she's like an adult it's just like yeah this is my alien boyfriend that'll be a part of her Saturn return <laughs> yeah everyone's Saturn return by then is gonna be like do I stay with this alien hybrid boyfriend <laughs> yeah. or do we get married I don't know our genes don't really fit because obviously yeah. like his genetic code is from Uranus or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. Mine's oh from God. Earth, so we're not sure. It's a big risk. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, the children. <laughs> oh, the children. The hybrids. Yeah. Save I, the children. I can't wait. That's really cool. But that's what she says, and that it's okay. And So they're friendly. They're she's saying they're friendly. She's saying they're friendly. She's got, okay. like, a really positive message about it. That's good because that's um, Grush is saying that they're not so friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not like... But he's from the military. He is. So I mean, he's on they, high alert. You got to think of like, who is the one, whose story, whose perspective are we getting the story from? Right. Like, are you, do you think that aliens would be friendly with the military, you know? Yeah. Or do no, you think I they'd mean, be more friendly with um, like a gentle soul from the desert? That's, that's a great just like point. Yeah. Living their life and... Praising the alien gods. Mm-hmm. Making contact in like a very respectful and, you know, gentle way. Yeah. Like you said, right. like, I think that that, that definitely makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but Grush does say that, you know, he has reports of beings, um, murdering humans. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Wow. Why? That's big. Yeah. I don't know if it was, you know, yeah, they were like provoked, if it was like military personnel, if it was just, you know, regular citizens. You didn't intention really... is key here. Yes. Intention <laughs> is very key. But yeah, just according to him, they are capable of murder. They're, <laughs> I'm sure they're capable. Well, they're also capable of implanting and inseminating their hybrid yeah. babies That's, into us. That is true. So I think that they do that because they have lost all ability to reproduce. Well, the oh, grays. Yeah. yeah. And they, because they've um, genetically modified themselves to the point where they're basically just skin suits, like they're mm. just AI robot bodies. Yeah. And which cannot produce. And um, now they're, now they're effed. Yeah, so they need so us. maybe traveling like to 
various planets, you know, to kind of repopulate themselves. I mean, that's like the the panspermia theory. Mm. That's like why we exist because we are actually a, an alien race that was dying out, and so our last, you know, effort was to eject all of our like mm. genetic and DNA material mm. into space and then it just landed you know on earth mm. and then that's why we are what we are that is the only thing that makes sense to me because I'm allergic to everything <laughs> I can't eat half the food here yeah it's toxic I mean I it's know. toxic period but also you'd think that um I don't know. It just seems, why do we get tumors? Like, why do we get growths out of nowhere? Why do people get like deformities from just existing? But allergies is the big one to me. Like when our immune systems don't seem to function well here, like everything seems to irritate it. Yeah, that's true. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, Because you would think that otherworldly beings, yeah, wouldn't be able, they don't have the same makeup as us so they wouldn't be able to exist in the same climates um but i think a lot of that you know is just our own dear doing our own like messing with food and you know not regenerating soil in a an appropriate way you know just growing crop after crop after crop without like having uh any kind of rest period that definitely has messed with the food quality and like the yeah the makeup of the food to the point where it's like barely food anymore (laughs) but then that even in and of itself leads me to believe that we're aliens because yeah why would we even think to do that which seems so counter to the well-being of our bodies greed that just seems so dumb like all the other animals out here are eating the seeds eating the things that they need to eat whatever they find right whatever they find they're fine they're Mm -hmm. good they're besides whatever shit humans are doing to them yeah they're living peacefully on their own they don't need to genetically modify their flowers yeah to produce you know like they they're good so that's just like even i guess that's the reptilian part to me uh that seems so unnatural yeah on this earth that's like the greed and the hunger for more Mm. and the need for abundance at all cost to me just seems unnatural yeah. to this earth it's true it is true and i don't think that that's how most people operate you know i mean mm-hmm. that's kind of it's a breed it's, it's an alien breed it's a reptilian type of person. alien breed yes that may or may not be <laughs> part of the illuminati, illuminati uh have you person. seen there have you seen i don't know there's like like we have tails you know like our tailbone yeah. And like yeah. some people's tailbones is still there, is still like longer than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen there's been, um, you know, all the like big guys like you know Rockefeller, uh, J.P. Morgan, like you know all the big bankers and like historical figures that have kind of like shaped reality as we know it. Right? They all have weird heads. Hmm. Like they all have like kind of like a flat spot in the back of their head um they were neglected so logical the logical explanation is that yes they were just like left as a baby to cry for hours and hours and so their head got like misshapen from that but uh yeah they could also be not humans (laughs) because their head is weird Hmm. Mm -hmm. so 
I think they were just neglected, and that's why they're cold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cold-hearted. Yeah. Mean-spirited, non-human. Mm-hmm. Neglect will do some weird things to people. It will possibly make you an alien, yeah. Um, so let's see. What else? What else is there? What, um, what else is going on? Yeah, I mean, another thing, I, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground, actually. I mean, this has been... A very like Vegas fruitful discussion, yes. But Vegas is interesting. This was kind of the most high-profile uh, sighting that's come about, um, yeah, in the past like couple months here. Um, so basically, the story is that a family in in Vegas um, they were just kind of doing their thing, minding their own business, and then they noticed this huge fireball. Like, this is back in May. Back in May, yes. Yeah. Um, this huge fireball comes out of the sky, crashes, uh, allegedly in their backyard. Um, there was like, you know, yes, a craft that made an imprint in their backyard and kind of like the the soil. And they saw beings. They saw two figures um, that were kind of like looking confused and like trampsing around they apparently tried to operate some of like the construction vehicles that were parked in the yard um and this is really interesting because it's not just them saying this there is police body cam footage of this fireball that like came from the sky uh there's ring camera recordings of a crash uh and then they had they recorded it's very, very hard to see, but they recorded the beings on their like construction vehicles, like very the tractors or whatever. To see. It's very hard to see, yes. But if you do, you know, people have like cut up these videos and zoomed in and done all kinds of like analysis on it. And yes, you can clearly see two beings that blink. Um, and so it's pretty crazy. You know, the family was very vocal about it. They were willing to do all these interviews. Um, you know, everybody obviously was very interested in this story because there was footage because of the police body cam footage, um, the police kind of corroborating the story. Uh, and now the family has gone silent. So they were Mm -hmm. set up to do all of these interviews and all of this press about it. And now they're, you know, not answering their phones. They're not, you know, kind of making any kind of appearance. And this, you know, kid also who was sort of putting all of this out there initially like he's gone quiet um and now apparently there's been reports of like yeah all these kind of men in black type figures circling the neighborhood uh they've set up these towers of can like these camera towers uh right by their house um you know neighbors are scared and you know kind of feeling on edge there so it is interesting like what mm-hmm. what is going on there because there was no craft, apparently, but there was, like, an outline of a craft. So it's kind of speculated that, like, the government got there right away and, like, removed the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the beings kind of, like, stayed behind. And then eventually they came back and, like, got the beings, too. The story, the way they explain, so this guy, what's his name? Angel? Um, On hell. Um, I forgot his name, but he has also, he has a YouTube video mm. or he has a YouTube channel Yeah, that he uploaded 
his side of the story. Right. It's like yeah. a seven minute long video that explains everything that happened from his perspective. I believe him. I do too. But you know what? I found out that the 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 circle imprint in the backyard, they did they looked at Google satellite imagery from like ten years ago and it's there. Oh. So it's been there. Huh. And then the crash on the ring cam they found that that was actually from a couple of years ago oh, from something different. Interesting. So there's some pieces that are we are sure though? Because again, a little things can be maybe fabricated. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Okay, if this was a very well, serious thing. If this, this is if this actually happened, and the government was like right involved, like you know they were on it, and this was like clear as day crash alien encounter they're going to do everything they can to well, stifle that there's here's the thing this happened this happened in may the grush thing happened june i think 20th this around that time story yeah. came out literally like th- four days later and took over essentially the news media and there's a few things that seem maybe you know curious as to whether or not it was real or planted, or maybe they just got hyped and as a distraction from find. Grush, you're saying, yeah, like the like the circle on the ground, and then also the ring cam. Like perhaps they just got wrapped up in the excitement of the experience that they had, which was real. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the things that are interesting is that, like you said, so the LAPD or sorry, the Vegas police department came out and installed that camera on the roof of the family's house. They were silent, hushed ever since the news came out. But what people don't, a lot of people don't realize is that that kid did another sort of interview with this guy named Doug Papa, Mm. Doug P-O-P-P-A. He has a podcast on YouTube and he... When he first heard about this back in May, went there to interview the family. Oh, wow. And all the way back in May, uh, so you'll watch him approach the kid and then say, hey, can I interview you? I heard all this stuff that happened. And he's like, okay, hold on. And he gets on the phone and he calls somebody, the kid does, and then puts him on speakerphone, and it's a woman, and she's saying, okay, can you get the journalist's plate numbers for me? And he's like, yeah, sure, and he reads off the plate numbers, and she's like, okay, like, he's, he's like, basically, it turned out it was an agent, like, they confirm it was an agent. Who was the agent? The woman on the phone. Oh. So the kid called the woman on uh, an agent way back then, like, Whoa. way, way, way back in May, so I think that the whoever secret service was already on it on it yes back since back then right and observing watching so so that means that they let this information come out to distract yeah in june even though it had happened in may they already knew about it right and they were um observing and also watching the family yeah back then yeah why was that allowed why was that right. allowed to come out that's really interesting and yeah again back to like the whole thing about it oh on google earth you know it's like it was already there like the ring you know they can manipulate data so easily 
All they have yeah. to do is just punch in some numbers. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, you never, you don't know. That's part of it. That's part right. of, you know, going back to just like everything being online and us getting all of our information. It's like you got to kind of take everything with a grain of salt, a healthy level of skepticism with everything. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I do feel like the family, you know, just based on their behavior, based on the information, you know, it's, it's very interesting. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so the family's gone. Yeah. We don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. They're, they've kind of disappeared. They're in hiding. What they're, so it's either they are gone by their own accord or they've been disappeared. Yeah. Which is so really, speak. what's so compelling is that it's not just one person that, so he called the police and yeah. he's like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but yeah, there's non-human beings in our backyard right now. Yeah, and they're like eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he was like apparently looking right at them as he was yeah. on the phone. It's like, oh, yeah, they're uh, they're still there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're really tall. And, yeah. and it's not just him, though. It's the whole family. Right. The whole family. And then there's a video of them going into the backyard trying to record yes. these beings. And something happens. I think they see something and they all freak out at the away. same yeah. time together. You can't coordinate and that. And then run out of the yard. Yeah. Yeah. So which, it's like you're going to get grandma on board with that. You know what I mean? It's like, no. Yeah, no like, way. It's not this like family effort to, you know, come up with this whole like elaborate ruse. Like why? You know, I mean, unless they're paid actors. Well, I think that they like, you know, the government secret service, whoever, whatever media just compiles all of these stories. Yeah. And then releases them at times that are Whenever convenient. They want. Yeah. yeah. For them. And um, yeah. I mean, there's a thing, there's obviously a thing that the government does, you know, to kind of keep us in a state of constant tension, right? I do think that that's beneficial for the powers that be to yeah. have the masses be sort of always like on the edge of their seat, right? So it's not like you're not getting full disclosure. You're getting little trickles. Like you're getting kind of like bits and pieces of information. You're coming up with your own conclusions about things so that you kind of remain in like a perpetual state of just not being sure, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the goal is with that, um, but they've obviously done that with other things as well. Uh, I think that that is, you know, definitely a goal of theirs. Mm-hmm. So. So... I just saw the new Wes Anderson movie. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Asteroid City. I really want to see it. It's incredible. Yeah. But I, I hear it's like his most Wes Anderson movie to date. Like it is like a almost like a parody of Wes Anderson. If that movie is not a psyop, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Ever. Because this I just First of all, it's inspired, the scenery is inspired by um, a place out here called Amboy. Mm, right. In the desert, in the Mojave Desert. It's very obvious. That's yeah. not a secret. Like the, the set design, the aesthetics, everything, even the little cabins that are out there. For sure. Is a part of the design. And it's, uh, and also the crater. So the Amboy crater is um, created by a volcano. In the Mojave Desert, but in the movie, there's a crater that was um, made by an asteroid. So, mm-hmm. then in the story, 
they built the city around this asteroid. It's kind of like a tourist place, kind of a very similar to Amboy and Roy's gas station, which is where this is inspired yeah. by, where it's kind of an old-time, run-down place. It's very dreamy and romantic. It's in the middle of nowhere. But um, there's like all the most famous people you can imagine are in it and they all have the tiniest roles and it's very Wes Anderson. But also I just am wondering like, why would you have so many Tom Hanks, you know, is in there. Um, Tilda Swinton, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, like all the most famous people to date. And, um, for this movie that I believe is a straight psyop, I'm not gonna reveal anything. But if you watch it, okay. you're gonna be like, "I'm gonna keep that in mind." WTF? <laughs> why now? Huh. Just why now? Huh. So all of these movies that keep coming out that are like predictive programming. Predictive programming. Yeah, that's been a thing. A hundred percent. And then of course he has access to all of the most famous people who would love to be in his movie that can help promote and generate more excitement and like get people who maybe wouldn't normally watch his movies to watch it. Mm. Um, Because Tom Hanks has never been in a Wes Anderson movie, I don't don't think. think. But he definitely has a connection to a certain genre, you know, of people and a certain populace. Yeah. That would watch it just because Tom Hanks is in it. Yeah. So it just leads me to think that it's just all been set up. We're all just getting set up. We're all getting played. Interesting. Yeah, that kind of um, makes me think of that movie, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, yes, but I, um, I forget everything. What is the it's, synopsis? It's like just a regular kind of alien movie. You know, it's like, oh, yes. Oh, right, I remember, like, yeah. they... Mm-hmm. Make contact, you know, yeah. aliens come and it's like the whole like do 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 like that. Like, yeah. Song that's oh, I remember. Um, yeah. So it's really interesting, though, because apparently he worked with very high level, you know, people in government that were kind of aware of UFOs and aliens and like the whole thing. And they kind of like gave him a little bit of information to put into the movie. So there's a few things in the movie that, you know, Bob Lazar talks about as well. So like certain like clearance codes uh, that were present in the movie, um, you know, Bob Lazar was like, yeah, like we actually did that. Like the kind of hand scanner thing Mm. to get into like the secret areas, uh, you know, that was exactly the same Mm. in the movie. Just like he did draw that. What is the movie that Bob Lazar did with Uh, all? I can't with Jeremy Corbell. Yeah, Um, I think it was called Dreamland. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of like his whole story. Um, Where all that is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, you can, that's where he sort of just describes his whole life and, yeah, how he, like, started working for these agencies and um, just what he saw. And he has, you know, drawings of all the crafts that he apparently worked on. He saw, he saw actual beings that they had uh, captured um, and we're kind of experimenting with, so yeah, he has like definitely like a lot of information about that. So Dreamland is definitely the film to see. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, what else? Oh, Stephen Greer has a new movie out. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Because, you know, I have mixed feelings about Stephen Greer. I I like him. I like what he's doing. I, You know, the more the merrier in terms of, like, people talking about all this and, like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get people on board. Um, I just get a little weirded out when there's such a money-making aspect to it. Um, I think he he charges like an insane amount of money like for his like mm. CE5 meetups and stuff like that, which is very, mm-hmm. very interesting. I definitely believe that there's, you know, stuff going on with that um, and contact, you know, is made. But it's also, I don't know, it just seems like the, the profit motive of it mm. Maybe you know, I don't think anyone is immune to greed yeah. and kind of exploiting that a little bit. Sure. That's all I'll say. That's all. The new documentary that he has out called The Last The Lost Century is all about the need to disclose um what is it zero zero point energy mm. that the United States government has and other governments have in order to help humanity mm-hmm. propel into the future. And to your point, you are like he does the whole intro of these are all the things that are horrible that's happening with the earth and all of these species that are going extinct and all the horrendous things that oil industry is doing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like (laughs) they are garbage. Like, yeah, we should fight against that. And then he like um, talks about, but there's a new way Mm. to exist and we can change the future and then, and then there's a little drop in like, and you can support this project that we're doing, which yeah, is, is to <laughs> research the zero point gravity mechanisms for power. And Look, I was like, oh, okay. Everyone's got a grift, you know, it's fine. Like everyone, a grift isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, but you know, you got to respect the hustle. I do respect the hustle, but it's only so short. It's like such a minor little thing yeah. and it wasn't too much. And then he went into, and then the rest of the movie, I'd say 75% of it is like disclosure stuff, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, I'm, he's very good at that. Like I, I like him for that. Like he's, he's very knowledgeable and he, you know, does have a lot of information about all of that and he's hellbent on getting it out there. So I yeah. definitely support that. But I think that's a really interesting angle that I'm seeing is the like, okay, it's a very practical angle too. Whereas, yeah, if the military is hiding this technology from the United from the citizens who could be benefiting from this technology mm-hmm. and advancing humanity exponentially and getting so many people, like rising so many people out of poverty conditions, just elevating the way of life and livelihood that we have without the need to like fight for survival, which yeah. the basic necessities are not just food and water at this point it's also shelter and energy Mm -hmm. and if we can eliminate one of those things and just have that be accessible to all people then that's doing a massive disservice to the functions of like what the purpose of it all is which is you know finding a way to survive we've done that we've already figured it out we can survive fine Mm -hmm. we don't need to survive anymore or past that. So 
it's massively unfair and unequitable to reserve such a powerful technology that will help take so many people out of like just conditions poverty, yeah. where no, they don't it, need to be. That would require though a complete like flipping on its head of society and the structure of everything, you know, mm-hmm. and the elites do not want to give that up. And I think that whole point is a really great practical um, discourse yeah. to latch on to when talking about disclosure because mm. that seems to be one of the most practical aspects of it or tangible aspects of it Yeah, of like, well, no, this is a huge, this is like against, this is inhumane at this point. Right. It's not even about, you know, having secrets and keeping secrets. No, it's beyond just keeping secrets. It's yeah. you're literally holding back a whole century of advancement that we could be making. Yeah. No, I mean, can you even imagine just like, I mean, just on a basic level, like, yeah, getting people out of poverty and all that wonderful, beautiful stuff, but also just like, oh my God, can you imagine just being able to like go from one end of the country to the other end of the country in like a second, Mm. (laughs) you know, like that would just be so great. Airplanes, (laughs) we wouldn't have to like... Wouldn't spend so much money on airplanes, energy, yeah. and we're like we're in this place right now. We live in California, and the energy bills like just jumped so high in January. Like yeah. not just no here, but in that. Arizona and all the other states. Um, the people would benefit. So mm-hmm. that's the big issue: is the people would benefit, but then the elite few that control everything uh, would not benefit. You know, where would they make their money? So right. But That's, apparently it's a free market. And apparently oh, yeah. in a free market, <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, there's innovation and well, that's competition. Too, part of the Bob Lazar lore, uh, you know, he was actually famous before he kind of went to, uh, you know, started working for Area 51. Like he actually was noticed because he built like a hydrogen powered rocket car Um and he would like drive it to work, like it was fully functional, mm. um, and it was just totally on water. It was like a very yeah. like successful kind of invention mm-hmm. that he made. And um, yeah, he talks about how that was like destroyed, like his work was destroyed, mm. and he was like you know kind of approached by people like saying like you better shut this down, like this is not mm-hmm. going anywhere here, like yeah, you know. I think that's going to be the big um, reveal. Yeah, yeah, and I think that is going to piggyback. I think the UFO disclosure is going to like piggyback off of that Mm. of like, um, the withholding of, uh, our ability to generate like free energy Mm -hmm. basically. And that the government's been using it for themselves this whole time. I think that's going to be the big kind of reveal. And Oh, by the way, we found out this, how to have free energy by reverse engineering UFOs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh, okay, now Makes we have to sense. talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, do you think that there are alien hybrids among us? <laughs> Currently. Yeah. Um, and are you one of them? I <laughs> have questioned myself sometimes. Um, you know, looking in the mirror, I'll see like a little morph of my eye where it suddenly turns like 
like lizardy, and I'm like, Whoa. no way, <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's fun to think about for sure. Uh, and there is obviously speculation. Um, it's just look. I mean, there are hybrids like there are animal (laughs) hybrids currently you know Mm -hmm. like we breed animals together that like should not be bred and like I don't know something crazy like uh I don't know if I talked to you about this it was like a sheep that was like bred with a spider or something somehow it was like spider DNA implanted in a sheep and it was like so we do that like we experiment with that currently Mm -hmm. so it would make sense that if we have these creatures you know from another world or from Mm. our own world that have you know been here already like that we would try to see what happens you know some kind of like messed up like just experiment do you think that jesus was the first alien hybrid (laughs) (laughs) uh i i do i do i do because look he was very influential, obviously. Main influencer. Yeah, the number one. Uh, and Most I, followers. Yeah, I think that he clearly was chosen for whatever reason, you know. Um, maybe not necessarily by, like, a god-like figure, but he had a message to share, and he was, you know, propped up for some reason. So whether or not that was, like by aliens you know is the question mary was implanted she was impregnated yeah by an invisible force yeah she didn't her and joe the john conception joe, yeah. joe john dad john who's joe. jesus dad <laughs> what's his name uh, uh bob i think it's john <laughs> no <laughs> I don't think it's John. I think it's, I don't know. Oh, well, he doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) Because Mary is the most important carrier of the hybrid seed. Yes. So she was impregnated by an invisible force Mm -hmm. and thus Jesus, who could walk on water and levitate and make miracles happen. Ooh, he had the anti-gravitational technology (laughs) under his feet. (laughs) Yeah, this whole time. Yeah, well, there are, you know, it's interesting. I I did, I don't know, like, too much about that. There is, like, a whole section, like, of lore, like, around this, where it is, like, yeah, talking about Jesus as an alien and, like, all these examples. Um, I haven't looked, like, too much into that, but I have seen, like, there's classic art that does depict, like, almost... UFO like drawings and beings like you know alien beings uh kind of incorporated into pictures of the immaculate conception of Jesus um mm-hmm. you know ancient like i'm talking like yeah 1300s like you know 1500s 1600s like all of those old paintings like there are some kind of illusions like there's one famous one where it's um you know it's his birth it's like the classic nativity scene right um and there's like a light in the sky that looks like a ufo like beaming him up mm -hmm. you know it's very interesting i'll send it to you it's Mm -hmm. like yeah there's so that's kind of the only thing where i'm like where are they getting that from right like who is telling them to do that 
And right. yeah, there's just like, why are there UFOs like in ancient art? Like, where are they seeing that? I mean, it's it's just been. They've been around forever. Yeah, they've been around forever. It's just always been a thing. And like, are they us? Are they not? You know? Well, have you seen Battlestar Galactica? I don't. I don't think so. No. Well, basically, whatever. I don't want to say anything because I can't ruin the end. Oh, I don't. I don't care. I mean, it's an old movie, right? Well, uh, what's it called? Warning. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, in Battlestar Galactica, they're on the spaceship for, what, six seasons? And, like... Oh, it's a show, right? Yeah. Fighting yeah. other foreign entities in space and blah, 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 all that stuff. And then at the very end... They go back to Earth, and there's all this talk about, like, Earth and the history and what happened, and, like, this big, you know, humans kind of destroyed the planet and blah, 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 and, like, there's some people left, but we don't know, and then we, like, they left the Earth and they live on this big ship and have been there forever, and then they go back, and it's, like, modern times. Hmm. They're like, oh, my God. So <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and so I always think about that and feel as though like Atlantis, right, was a really advanced civilization that um, either had to go underground or in space or underwater right. in order to survive. And those are like the old humans. Yeah. Possibly. That's, that's us. So yeah, that's or a different race. That's definitely a theory is that we did advance, you know, we we reached like the absolute pinnacle of evolution, right? And then something happened. We either destroyed ourselves, like hubris got in the way, or like, you know, some force came um and viewed us as a threat, you know? So then yeah, we were kind of forced to restart almost, right? So mm-hmm. that's like yeah, there's an interesting, we can talk a little bit about, um, I don't know, are you familiar with the uh, the Kardashev scale? I don't think so, not off the top of my head. So that's a possible reason also, too, why disclosure might be happening soon and why maybe, like, aliens are kind of becoming more and more interested in us because they're basically this guy, Nikolai Kardashev, he's like, he was like this Russian astrophysicist, um, came up with this this idea of, like, different types of... Uh, civilizations and what they mean and like um, what, so he was like very interested in alien life and he was kind of like looking for signs of that and, and sort of came up with this whole theory so type zero that's where we are right now so we use non-sustainable forms of energy right now you know but we are getting closer and closer to kind of harnessing like unlimited power and that's by you know like using our own star basically to kind Mm. of create like unlimited energy um and that would make us advance to a type one uh civilization where yeah basically we like take the sun we utilize all of that to like you know keep the species going like indefinitely you know so there's no real risk of like extinction at least from like a an energy standpoint right Um, And then type two is we're able to control the star. So this is where we get into the idea of like a Dyson sphere. It's like this this 
object that we build around the sun that just harnesses all of the energy Hmm. from it and we can like manipulate it and control it and kind of like that's kind of when we like reach the singularity also we become sort of like more bionic uh because that's just more efficient right and then that's sort of when we become like yes immune to extinction um and we could turn into like a type three uh civilization where we travel the universe and we collect more energy from other stars oh jeez. yeah and then the so he only goes that far but there is speculation of like a type four civilization where we harness the energy of the entire universe and we destroy anything that we consider inferior because it's just like a waste of energy like all the energy that we could be using for ourselves. Like we would just destroy like anything that's trying to get in the way of that. So that's so narcissistic. I know, but that is a theory <laughs> as so to why <laughs> like, it is <laughs> insane, but that could be, you know, a species that is visiting us is maybe on the scale in some way. And yes, trying to kind of see what our energy like mm-hmm. output and harnessing capabilities are to determine if we are a threat or not. You know, right now we're not, but we could be very soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the way, the way we're going, right? Yeah. So that's a little, a little freaky. Do you think that the Space Force um, program... <laughs> Trump's. That Trump... Because <laughs> Trump was into aliens. Like, he, yeah, was, he was into disclosure. He was, like, the first, like, real disclosure yeah. guy. Yeah. He was he like, was, I'm going to... Yeah, let's... I mean, he knows. Like, think about lip. that. He does know. Mm-hmm. He has information God. that he's like That's so scary. He could <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, on Truth Social, just like oh my God, just truth it out. Uh, um, but he set up the space force, and I always kind of think about how I don't know. We've been into this realm for so long, right? Since the X Files, nineties, little oh, yeah. nine-year-old Evelyn <laughs> watching History Channel about. Even back then, they were talking about UFO sightings and anomalies and showing those videos Definitely, yeah. of Air Force people seeing, like, locking in on uh, UFOs and stuff. And um, I remember, so, of course, it's been in my mind, like, okay, you know, it's kind of a fun idea, and then, but it gets more and more real as time goes on, and I remember... I think it was in 2015 or 2016 when that CIA agent was on his deathbed and Mm. he wrote a letter that said that UFOs are real, aliens are real, they've been here, we've been, the US government has been talking with the aliens. And the only reason why I'm saying all this is because I'm on my deathbed right now and it's not gonna affect me. It doesn't matter. And what was really fascinating to me, because I'm obviously like, um, you know, a little schizophrenic in terms of like finding all of these connections and things like, yeah. oh my God. And this was also the last season of X-Files yeah. that came out, which is the X. Um, yeah. It was the last season and the last season had a lot of also like CIA drops stuff. in there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So I was just putting all these things together. I was like, oh my God, it's gonna it's going to happen soon. Mm. Like it's going to happen at some point. But of course it's like, almost 10 years later yeah slowly and painfully slowly it's trickling but in the grand scheme you know once it is finally revealed and if that um that's her name elizabeth olsen 
April, April. Elizabeth April. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't <know>. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, if that is correct, where like it's just gonna it's gonna feel like this has just always been the case, you know. Like once we do start integrating with them, and if that is true, where it's just like yeah, like you just know it, and it's like mm-hmm. whatever. It's like you know, imagine like a time before like the iPhone. You know what I mean? Can you imagine life like without it? right now like without a smartphone without like being completely like plugged in at all times it's like there was a time before that and there was probably like sounds amazing people working on it for years and like yeah not knowing like the extent of like what it's going to look like like once we are all like plugged in like indefinitely you know what I mean so I don't know it's just it it is taking a long time but I just do think like once it finally happens it's just going to be like yeah this is just reality now you know last thing I want to dive into is the Vatican and its connection with all of this and also possibly to what this could mean in terms of our belief system mm. mm-hmm. yeah. um, when it comes out. But the Vatican has like their own, You, they have their own telescope. They do. They have been watching UFOs themselves. Don't they also have some sort of a program that like observes anomalies or UFOs. Yes. Yeah, they do. And they, um, yeah, they're very interested in this because I think that, you know, like I said before, they were involved in the uh, retrieval process during Mussolini's time. Mm -hmm. Um, So this would change fundamentally everything, you know, about religion as we know it. Obviously, if aliens are proven to be real, um, I think I do remember uh, the Pope saying something like where it's like, I think somebody asked him like, well, what are you going to do? Like if disclosure happens and like, yeah, like aliens are kind of revealed and he's like, well, God created aliens too, (laughs) you know? So it's still, they're kind of still in that like a little bit narcissistic mindset of like, so what the Pope is going to be the Pope of the aliens. Right. You know what I mean? Is there an alien Pope? Like, (laughs) how are you going to like govern their spiritual beliefs? Exactly. So I think there's a little bit of, you know, denial on their part, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and kind of a, a a clinging desperately to their position as like the leading like spiritual force here. Um, and they want to be on top of it, you know, and, and possibly control. I'm sure they have a hand a little bit in, like, what information gets out there and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in direct contact with governments and everything, too. I mean, it's the Vatican, of course. Yeah. So, but, I mean, they yeah, they've clearly known about it. And kind of going back to, like, that, that ancient art thing, too, a lot of, like, very spiritual mm-hmm. portraits and paintings have, like, depictions of UFOs and aliens. So they've always known. Well, I wonder, I wonder how much of it they'll try to spin in a religious context. Yeah. Like, I wonder... I think the whole thing. They'll probably say it's the Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it probably will. They'll probably just... Because that's their only worldview. So yes. the only way that you... If you have a very ingrained worldview, it's almost impossible for you to explain to yourself or understand or conceptualize anything that's like outside of that perspective. So it's it's ego. Yeah. Just try to fit anything that happens into the stories that they already have implanted into their minds. Mm. So it's like, oh, this is the angel of death. coming. You know, they'll try to put words like Christian terminology, I think, on these beings and things like that and then try to explain it or spin it 
that way. Yeah. But that's like to, uh, it's so tricky because you're, that is very egotistical because then you're essentially leading a lot of people astray that way. But then again, you know, if Jesus was an alien and it's like, that's what it's all based on, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's like, what came first, right? So aliens came first and informed the whole like religious everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, or religion came first and then aliens are now like integrated in, into it somehow, right? So that's kind of like a spin on it too. It's like, well, maybe aliens are responsible for religion as we know it. Like that's all, right. you know, kind of how they say like, I mean, a majority of religions I think came from like psychedelic experiences, right? Which could be aliens too. I mean, they say psychedelic mushrooms are aliens <laughs> are spores of you know mm-hmm. just interdimensional like windows and <laughs> like yeah I mean that could be the case where that one kind of informs the other right mm-hmm. so yeah it's gonna be so tricky it's gonna be really hard to know what to believe it is I think just the advice is just keep an open mind and I don't I don't think that anybody should be like too much on one train Mm-hmm. you know right keep a skeptical mind you know don't don't be like yeah just don't don't head your bets on one thing yeah you know like trust Do a lot your of research gut. yeah unless you have SIBO then don't <laughs> wait what <laughs> you can't trust your gut if it's if it's got an overgrowth of bacteria, oh, <laughs> yes, you your little bacteria are going to be uh, sending That's mixed true. messages to your brain. Your little bacteria is aliens. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> controlling you. But I, uh, yeah, I guess trust your instincts. Yeah, just really trust how you feel trust about your intuition. it. I think you know, listening to channelers. Yeah, is a good, good idea. You know, I would say like that, like, said. if it if it ends up being anything like my dreams, <laughs> yeah, um, which are reality, it's gonna be terrifying. Oh no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm kind of. I'm trying to stay neutral about like their temperament. You know, like I I don't want to believe either way that they're gonna be like totally deadly, like killing us all, and like I don't want to believe that they're totally like benevolent either. No. You know, somewhere I, in the middle. The crop circles that we we've have now seem to be just more informative mm. than anything. Yeah. I've never seen any, like, threats, right. you know? I feel like if they wanted to threaten us with crop circles, they could put messages in there. True. That was like, best leave this town <laughs> now or else. This town ain't big else. enough for the two of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I like could point to all of the abduction stories, though, and some of those are nice and some of them are not so nice so Mm -hmm. but you know yeah I mean you got to break a few eggs right (laughs) well I guess um we've pretty much solved all of the world's problems when it comes to aliens the government is owes us a lot and I think that you know yeah they should hire us to 100% be the ambassadors to the aliens, I think yes. that I'm ready for that. We clearly know. have our heads on straight yes. and are able to form complete sentences. So <laughs> we've got that going for <laughs> us. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, um, that's, but yeah, that's the one last part, one last key thing that I've been thinking lately mm-hmm. is 
They do owe us a massive apology. <laughs> there, yes, there are a dude. lot of people that had their lives ruined, oh, their credibility yes. ruined. Killed. Killed, murdered, stuffed, um, and rejected and shamed mm-hmm. all in the name of keeping this huge secret against us and using it as a massive disinformation campaign, Absolutely. which Grush calls it. And I think that we deserve an apology. Yeah, we're like, never going to get one. <laughs> that is a joke. <laughs> there will be no well, acknowledgement I'll of that. I'll hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great, but that would take, that would require accountability. And that is just not something that the U.S. government ever um, seems capable of doing. So, <laughs> well, on that note, um, any final thoughts or words or um, prayers? Live long and prosper, dude. Dudettes, <laughs> alien dudes. Um, and the podcast that you had de- you had done that you were that I did done doing for that you were doing with Talia for a while. The Take Me to Your Dealer, yeah, is still on Spotify. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's not on Apple Podcasts anymore, but it's it's on YouTube. So just okay. uh, Take Me to Your Dealer. Um, we also have a Patreon too, which is sort of not active lately but uh <laughs> could so be. you had a baby i had a baby listen okay Life we drank happens. a lot while we were doing this podcast so i had to take a little hiatus while i was pregnant with my alien child responsible <laughs> mother somewhat um yeah so um yeah she's actually a hybrid i don't know if i told you that but she's, yeah she's part alien yeah so i saw her eyelids shift yeah <laughs> once i i was hoping you would notice that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with me it's been a long thank time you. coming yes talk no, about this, this for so a fun. long time yeah thanks so much for having me this has been a, a blast and enjoy uh the all the disclosure oh, oh boy sure i'll be sitting with my popcorn we'll probably be sitting there together yeah naked <laughs> <laughs> Did I say we're friends? We're yeah, just friends. Pretty just friends though. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a lovely rest of your day, week, night, what have you. You can listen to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on and also Spotify and Apple. And then you can watch my videos on YouTube. Um that I've been doing with Ashlyn Kristoff of the Muse House Retreat with monthly astrology forecasts and other topics that are interesting to me. And you'll continue to hear my voice and other guests' voice on topics that I like to talk about that may or may not involve astrology or hypnosis, but is in the realms of subconscious, mind, paranormal, I don't know, government stuff and uh we'll keep it we'll keep it going all right everyone see you next time